welcome to Telling the Tale. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and I'm here with Dustin Jackson. Hi, Dustin. Mitchell, I just ate a big fat muffin before we started. I just ate a bunch of hash browns and eggs. Awesome. We're so full of things and ready to talk about <laughs> 400 days. I love being full of things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, today we're talking about The Walking Dead 400 Days. Uh, was any of what you just said a pun? You usually do a sort of pun on the episode. No. It was just a fact. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure. I have no pun other than... I, I thought about saying, uh, Dustin, 306 days, because it's been 306 days since our first podcast. Did you do the math for that and then not do it? No, I googled it. <laughs> I just said, how many days ago was May 10th, I think it was. So it could be. it could even be wrong. It could have lied to me and I would have just gone with it. Uh, wow, you should have uh, you should have done it because like you had data, <laughs> you had you had numbers. You you should yeah always maybe present next your time maybe next time we talk about four hundred days I'll do it. Yeah, next time we talk about the video game The Walking Dead four hundred days we'll do that. <laughs> four hundred days well, Mitch... by the way was released on July second two thousand thirteen, directed by Sean Ainsworth, designed by Ainsworth, Darren, and Pink. And written by Ainsworth, Darren, Pink, Vanneman, and Witta. Nice. Uh, what were you going to say? Um, I was gonna say, uh, you don't, you don't even realize it, but we haven't even gotten to four hundred days episode two yet. So maybe when we get there. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sure that the second and third, and you know, three hundred ninety ninth and three hundred. <laughs> There's an episode for each day. 390-tenth. They're all going to be pretty good. Uh, Yeah. I'd like to ask you, is what do you think of this game? But we made a promise to our listeners that we'd address some feedback. Um, Awesome. We had Andre from off of Twitter. Hi, Just Andre. Just Uh, Andre. Give us some, uh, some thoughts about The Walking Dead. Uh, a, a little while ago, mostly these, I believe, are centered around episode three of season one. Uh, and, and I'm just going to read off what he says. Awesome. Uh, Dustin and Wolf, thanks for giving me the excuse I needed to finally replay The Walking Dead after nine years. Like Jurassic Park, I had some facts and perspectives on episode three that hopefully you guys find valuable. We'll see. <laughs> just, just start oh, did, start did off putting tell, him on trial did, did he yeah hmm. Hmm. did he give us input on jurassic park that i totally forgot uh oh shit maybe um uh, sorry we, i'm i'm yeah, so sorry start. just andre um so andre continues first off replaying it yesterday i didn't interpret katya's misgivings about the guns as either a suggestion to get rid of them or as passively expressing her personal feelings on them. Just uh, note both her phrasing and the composition in this shot. And then he's got a shot here uh, of, like, the gun between Katya and, uh, um, what's his name? Kenny. Kenny. (laughs) (laughs) You've already written Kenny out of your memory. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, the gun's lying on the the bench, and uh, she says, We all carry guns now, and, well, I don't like it. Um, Andre continues, though we don't see the gun being set down on screen, the direction it's pointed uh, suggests it was Katya, not Ken, who did so, 
and who was carrying it. And we all carry guns now could be taken to mean only some of the group used to do so, but that has recently changed. So what I Mm. thought Katya was getting at is that people who weren't previously handling guns have been, uh, uh, have since been tasked with doing so due to the ongoing bandit attacks. And being made to carry a gun made her feel less safe than entrusting them to those who did so voluntarily. So that's interesting. It's not just like we're using guns more. Andre is suggesting the problem Katya is having is who's using the guns. Like, she doesn't mm. want to be doing it herself. She she wants Ken to do it for her or something like that. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. that that's an angle on this argument that I, I don't think we've covered. So that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andre continues. If I'm right, then this moment becomes valuable thematic setup for Lee and Clementine's shared anxiety about her having to learn how to shoot later on. Compare how Lee talks about the attitude to take uh, toward the gr- uh, group's use of guns before Chuck's intervention versus after. And he's got some quotes here. Uh, so the before is, I just wanted to say, Cat, it's probably good they make you uncomfortable. That's Lee talking to Katya about guns. And then mm-hmm. afterward, uh, Lee is talking to Clementine, and Lee says, first, don't be afraid of it. It's just a thing. Take it. Uh, just trying to demystify the gun situation Mm. Andre continues in the interest of my not potentially affording the episode more credit than it's due why the fuck is the whole group instantly on board with letting Omid and Krista join them when someone they'd known for months just snapped and shot someone only like half a day prior that's an interesting question I don't I don't really think I agree that it would be weird to let more people join after Lily messes up. I, I kind of get it because, like, after that happens, I feel like you would kind of be a little less trusting of uh, people you have in the group because anyone could do that. But at the same time, you know, you're at, you're at such a low point, you've lost so many people, it probably feels relieving to find a couple people who uh, aren't immediate assholes or dangerous. Sure. Um... But but I would also say that they were pretty hesitant about Omid and Krista join, joining the group. They, uh, they like, asked them a bunch of questions and were really standoffish at first until Omid sort of broke the tension enough for them to be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. Yeah, but, like, after... I, th- I think the whole point of that Lily situation is, like, Lily had gotten so paranoid that she was ready to kill someone. And the entire yeah. rest of the group isn't and views that behavior as intolerable so um they are the people that believe hey you shouldn't just distrust everyone so yeah omid and krista joining them at that point i think makes sense yeah chuck is the weirder one to me yeah he's he's a li- like that's right after lily and he's a little more like uh i don't want to say standoffish but he is a little more uh questionable he- he's very dirty well sure he's a homeless person but yeah. uh he i think more than that he's like sort of prompting people to be weirded out by him by saying like purposefully saying the weird stuff and getting mm-hmm. into fights and and 
everyone's like yeah no he's just part of us now that's fine he says charles if you're fancy yeah he gives him candy yeah you shouldn't take you shouldn't take candy from people (laughs) you just met yeah you that's a strange haven't you heard the thing about that yeah that's exactly that. what you're not supposed that's the one thing you're not supposed to do with strangers yeah you're it, you were so good until right now uh <laughs> i'm glad it worked out I, i'm glad it worked out for him but boy yeah it has made me reconsider all the candy i haven't eaten and maybe i could have had that <laughs> think of all the candy i missed out on over the years being offered to me by strangers So Andre continues, On that topic, though, I got excited and listened to your discussion of the first episode before replaying it myself. I'm glad that for now, because in light of uh, both you two and nine years ago me choosing to uh, save Carly, I decided to see what happens when you choose Doug. Okay, so Andre is doing the Doug route. Um, In the second episode, Doug rigs up a system of tripwires and bells around the motel that not only alerts the group to intruders, but to what direction they're coming from based on which tripwire sets off which bell. Come this episode, during the bandit-slash-zombie raid, Doug uses this to alert you of when the zombies begin closing in on whichever side of the RV you're not currently defending. It's not a huge Mm. change to the encounter, but especially in the heat of the moment, it was convincing in making, uh, making me feel thankful to have Doug there. That's interesting. Um, yeah that that's i feel like i still feel like i would never save doug over carly i but um that does make me think that it's yeah he's he's worth it he's he's worth keeping around yeah i mean more, it's, more it's than i thought in the first episode. with doug right like yeah in, in retrospect oh you know doug could have been really helpful but on that day i didn't see anything out of doug that made me feel like on that and during the first episode when it was time to save him I don't yeah. think that I was given enough reason to think that Doug's um, actually that ingenuitive. Yeah, he showed me he can reprogram a remote control. Yeah, and that's supposed to be like symbolic of him having deeper tech knowledge, but it's so specific that like it doesn't come off that way. Agreed. Yeah, that that I think is is a criticism of the story boarding of this uh season that that i have that i'd stick to the doug choice doesn't feel like a real choice you know what something else about um the doug versus carly uh situation i also feel like um so this is kind of speculation because i've only ever saved carly but i have seen what happens if you uh save doug because mitch i don't know if i told you but i just got the walking dead definitive collection you the did? one you've been playing I, i'm excited yeah. for you <laughs> yeah i'm probably gonna replay all of season one to see how that filter looks wow yeah Weird. why not okay <laughs> I, I didn't do that so <laughs> well i'm i might do it i might do it around when we start season two just so i have it on this collection sure but um oh yeah that makes sense but i was looking through the model viewer in it and um First off, that's very cool. Second of all, there's an animation for Doug that kind of clued me in on what happens if you do save him. It looks like in that scene where Lily shoots Carly, what was going to happen in that scene is she was going to shoot Ben, but then Doug takes the bullet. Right, and actually I think we're about to 
get to that in Andre's uh, piece. Oh, I'll let I'll let Andre continue first. I'm sorry to have cut you off, Andre. So he continues, more intriguing than that, outside of the alarm system, Doug's primary trait by the time episode three rolls around has become self-consciousness over not feeling like he has enough value to contribute to the group. Exactly <laughs> the reason you and most <laughs> players left him to die. <laughs> well, well, to be fair, I feel huh. like I feel like most players is, uh, you know, not always the case. Because if if I remember right, I think at least one of us, the results were in the opposite direction, at least by like a couple of percentages. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a version where more people save Doug, but I, I, I do stand by saving Carly over him. But it is interesting. Uh, and finally, with Carly absent in episode three, there's both nobody to push Lee into coming clean with his secret to the rest of the group and nobody to divert Lily's paranoia away from Ben. And thus, it is that we get this version of events instead. And he's shown the video of uh, what you were just alluding to with Doug pushing Ben out of the way and taking the bullet for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is a very different vibe. Uh, it, it It makes Lily seem more correct about um it makes lily seem more correct about her paranoia because with her focused on ben she's correct that's yeah that's right um mm-hmm. in the carly version i like there, there's just like some weird like cat fight going on between lily and carly for seemingly no reason um and that just is what it is mm-hmm. um don't get me wrong, the game's narrative is stronger for Carly's presence in it than Doug's, but I love how the changed circumstances here impacted my reaction to what Lily did, in the same way I loved, in quotes, breaking down into sobs when I saw Ken close Katya's eyelids. Realizing mm-hmm. Lily can't be with the group anymore after deliberately mur- murdering an innocent isn't easy. Feeling so mixed up by her botched attempt to kill a guilty party that I kept her with me just long enough for one last heart-to-heart, that was hard. Um, Interesting. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, I I do think at the end of the day, I think just the suddenness of uh, Lily shooting Carly ha- has a much bigger impact on me than I think uh, Doug taking the bullet for Ben would. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's Doug doing something nice, <laughs> you know, uh, but I, I don't know. Just the fact that Lily shooting Carly just comes so out of the blue yeah, and happens so suddenly. I, I think that's the part of the entire season that sticks with me the most. I, when that first happened, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think I would want to change that. I, I also like. Lil, or Carly uh, telling Lee he should tell everyone. I think those are nice uh, narrative beats that I'd, I'd feel a little disappointed to miss out on. Uh, one last thing. So Andre tried uh, confirming his theory that the model of Pistol being the same one uh, that Kaji has to the one that Clementine gets it mm-hmm. is some form of like thematic foreshadowing. But then he looked through the game and found out that virtually any time someone has a pistol, it is the same model. So Yeah, that, that makes sense. 
um yeah also it's the same model of gun from uh like resident evil 4 whoa yeah that, well that's a weirder one that one doesn't make as much sense um yeah and then finally the last thing that he says is that um kenny looks a lot like hulk hogan <laughs> That's true. Their mustaches are similar. Yeah. Um, and it, it's also both people have claimed that their racism is the fault of being from Florida. <laughs> wow. What a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. What a thing. <laughs> well, thank you for yeah, the they nev- uh, feedback, Andre. Thank you, Just Andre. We appreciate it. Yeah. Would you like to hop into 400 days? I guess while we're here. Yeah, we got we nothing well. better to do. I'm I'm spooling the reel of recording. Uh, that's not how a <laughs> sentence is formed. Hang on, I'm spooling the reel of recording. Damn, that's nothing. <laughs> anyway, four hundred coined days. a phrase. Uh, it yeah. was a DLC episode for season one, to, made to bridge the gap between seasons one and two of The Walking Dead. Some of some very side characters from season one do appear in this, but we don't see. Well, we don't see Lee because he he's died. Um, we, well, I think he still would have been alive for a good chunk of this, but uh, yeah, he's not. Uh, well, sure. not a good not a good chunk, but uh, yeah, we don't see him regardless. Yeah, maybe maybe three of these stories could have had Lee alive at the same time. Hmm. Ish. Um, yeah, so we don't see Lee, we don't see Clementine, uh, we don't see Omid and Krista, and we don't see Lily. And those are pretty much all the living people <laughs> that could have appeared from season one, um, that, like, have have major plot importance. We instead see mostly all new people, with the exception of the cancer survivor group from Crawford. Not yeah. not from Crawford. They were the Crawford defectors. But yeah, fan favorites. Yeah, fan favorites like the the one guy whose hair is like sticks straight up. Yeah, I like that and guy. Old woman. Yeah, they were they were pretty good. Yeah. Um. They... I, do they even? I don't think they even talk in season one. No. Yeah. You 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 notice him because he's got some cool hair, <laughs> but yeah. then uh, he doesn't say anything about it <laughs> or anything else. <laughs> you see his hair and you say, I want to know this guy's story. I want to know what talks. product you use in the zombie apocalypse to, to perm out that, that high rise. <laughs> and unfortunately we still don't find out here. Yeah. He still doesn't get into it. Um, so this was supposed to, it was pitched I believe, as a bridge between seasons one and two. Um, and it, it was technically DLC for season one. Like, it uses all the assets and engine stuff from season one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why we're covering it at the very end of season one rather than later as its own thing. But in yeah, retrospect, well... I think we probably should have saved this for right before season two rather than right after season one. See, I agree, I agree with you, but also in I I don't I don't exactly know if this is how they do it in the definitive edition because I still played this on uh the original version I was playing on, but uh at least in the one I was playing on, it 
it's now considered just part of season one. Like they just call it season one, episode six at this point. Yeah. So on on the version you're playing now, uh, in the version I have been playing, they call it it's it's episode one, two, three, four, and five, and then special episode four hundred days. Yeah. You know what? Something interesting about that. I noticed in the definitive edition, the menus for it are like the original release of the game. It's totally different from the collection I have. So I, I think in mine, it just calls it episode six. Mm. Yeah. But it, then they, it doesn't, they backtrack. It certainly doesn't feel like episode six. It feels more like prologue to season two. Yeah. Episode zero mm-hmm. of season two. Um, I, I think... I can't tell exactly, and it might just be because this game is like a recollection of a remaster of a re-release of this game. Um, but it seems like the graphics got a boost between season one and this, at least a little bit. It's I I I don't I I'd have to see it. Like I'd have to okay. see like the version specifically the version you're playing because the version I'm playing. In my collection, they went back and remastered all of season one anyway. Like, they remastered seasons one and two to look more like season... Well, no, not like season three. It still looks different from season three, but... Uh, yeah, I I think since they remastered all of season one and 400 days at the same time, they just kind of look the same to me. But not that okay. that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, th- this is weird because normally we've tried to do, like, the original release, but with this one, we're just doing the 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 remaster collection so Mm -hmm. i hope that's two separate remaster collections too yeah yeah like we're so far removed from the original article here um which is probably why it's part part of why not the entire reason but it's got to be part of why we feel that it's so much more advanced than jurassic park um just because we're playing a much newer game even though it it technically only came out one year later it, or six months later, um, because we're playing the game from, like, only a few years ago. Yeah, it because I forgot this game came out in the year of... Uh, its original release was on PS or Steam, PS3, and Xbox 360, so mm-hmm. we're playing versions that have been touched up since then. Yeah, quite a bit. So, yeah, so they feel... They probably feel like a bigger leap, but even then, I feel like all... Everything else about the season is just such a big leap as well that it, it like, I can't just pin it on the graphics. It's just everything about this game feels like a huge improvement. It does. Um, but let's talk about 400 Days. So 400 Days yeah. is a collection of vignettes. It's five stories that take place in the 400 Days leading up to... nothing important i guess uh (laughs) but it's just the first 400 days of of the um zombie apocalypse Mm -hmm. starting on uh day two and going as late as day 400 at the very end uh each vignette is based around one character we've got russell vince wyatt bonnie and shell which is short for michelle and they all have their own little vibes you get a sense of who they were before the pandemic because you can select the vignette you want to play by clicking on one of their pictures of like what they used to look like. I and thought this was a great, interesting way to start out. Yeah. And let you pick who. 
Who did you pick first? You know, I gotta say, I was... Well, I, I was gonna say I just went in order, but then I realized there really is no specific order. But well, I, I mean, did you can go Vin- chronological, but... Yeah, but I, there's no way to know, like, yeah. chronologically how they line up. But coincidentally, I just happened to start with Vince, who is the very first one who starts on day two. Vince was my second choice. Yeah, let's talk about Vince first. Okay. So... They're they're keeping a lot of the backstory like immediate immediately previous to what these characters are doing in these little stories, uh, very vague. So they're not they're not saying why he's doing any of this stuff. But Vince murders some guy, um, and, and later claims that he was doing it to help out his brother. Yeah, and then uh, he gets arrested. We we never find out what exactly uh, helping his brother entails, but I do kind of like that they kind they don't just spell out like the whole story behind all these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, you you have no idea like what his brother was in for, if his brother's still alive, if he um, was like it, how justified he is for doing any of it. You don't really know. That if he's a good guy or a bad guy, based on this, I mean, you assume he's not great because he's just you know killing <laughs> someone. Um, but we, you know, we we got over Lee doing that pretty fast. Yeah, maybe it was for a noble cause. Yeah, Lee's was even more unjustified, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then it it cuts to him and two others on a prison van, uh, jail van they're being, they're being transported to prison uh <laughs> it and like they're 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 cuffed at the ankles which i think is a really cool set piece direction uh this ankle cuffing ends up becoming really significant yeah like within a few minutes yeah um so so what do you think of this like group of characters how are, how are they for you I gotta be honest, I kind of like their camaraderie they have here in this bus. Um, yeah, they're yeah. in here for various crimes, uh, and I f- I feel like it's really interesting the way they do it because one person's crime seems a lot less like bad, like a lot less serious than the other. But it seems like the one who did the worst thing is the one who's like nicer to you. Yeah, and, and is like the nicer person. So I thought that was an interesting uh, narrative choice. Yeah, so so let's talk about that. The guy behind you, I don't know any of their names. Um, I know their names. I know their names. What are they? I wrote them down. What's the guy behind uh, you's name? Justin is the guy behind you with a J. So ju- not a D. Justin's in prison for. Uh, it, it it's not exactly explained what he did, but it's it's very white collar. Uh, he like grifted some major investors out of a ton of money. Yeah, and and now he's in prison. Like now he he did it, and he's talking about like yeah, I ruined those lives. I'm I'm for sure cool with it. I no regrets <laughs> at all. <laughs> I am awesome. I am great. Uh, I ruined those <laughs> lives. I don't care. I laughed. I said <laughs> ha ha ha. Uh, and it, the other two people are hearing him talk about this, and he's and they're like, dude, are you kidding me? That's that's so shitty. Um, but the guy he said he got a million dollars. He got he yeah he stole a million dollars from like random people. It seems he didn't even like sometimes when you get that 
character archetype in a video game or a movie or something, they'll give you the excuse of like, well, I was stealing from the fat cats, you know, I wasn't taken from Ma and Pa. I was I was taking from people who could afford to lose it. This guy makes no such <laughs> uh, justifications. He just stole from right. anyone. Um, they they briefly allude to it being a pyramid scheme of some sort. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the guy in front of you is Danny. I think Danny. You're right. Okay. You got it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't congratulate you on it. I was just saying you did it. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> but yes, Danny. Yeah, so Danny has a problem uh, with, you know, dating a 16-year-old girl. That's his shit. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah, I would vote against it as a act. I think you should ma- maybe yeah. not do that. Um, I, I do feel like it's interesting, especially considering the choice coming up soon. Because, like, what Danny did is way worse than you know taking money from people i i think anyway um but they really make him like the nicer more chill one of the two like the one who seems like he wants to converse with you more yeah like i i think the i i think the way they're trying to balance the morality of these two individuals for reasons that will become important in just a second um they've had danny do the way worse thing of of uh you know being he looks like he's probably in his 30s um and Mm -hmm. dating a 16 year old uh that is that that is more immediately gross than uh you know just white collar grifting people yeah but it also puts it into the perspective of like well justin seems to have a no remorse at all doesn't feel bad about it and to actually have ruined lives, while Danny's thing is presented as being more circumstantial, mm-hmm. um, and, and he's he's just been uh, he he also talks about like I don't want to do any bad stuff at all anymore. I even told all the truth when I was in court in order to just I I don't want to feel morally unclean about it. Um, so like yeah. he's trying to be a good person, and he he fucked up for sure. Did that really bad thing. Um, and, and you're left to decide whether you feel that you can come back from something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then the zombie apocalypse breaks out. because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're only two days into the spread of the infection. They probably don't, like, know about it everywhere yet. Yeah, especially these guys who've probably been, like dealing with all this shit within the for the last two days yeah like the the, i i always think about how covid started in november of 2019 and just like oh it's in a different country you know we're not thinking about it it's we'll 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 send help to china that's what we'll do and then like it became a problem everywhere in the world very quickly after that Um, so maybe they heard on the radio like oh did you hear about this this guy who's like I guess his body was dead, but some sort of fungus took it over the brain. That's wild, right? And then it <laughs> becomes a big problem later. <laughs> it's almost like one of them zombies you've heard about. So I've, I have in my notes here that the VO mix for the the bus scene in general is really bad. Um, oh, really? Some people are coming in super loud and others are coming in really quiet. And I couldn't figure out how to set it so it wasn't just like 
sometimes shouting at me. I think I noticed that on mine, too. I, I remember, like, turning the volume up and down at different points. Yeah, because I don't enjoy uh, subtitles most of the time, so I try to have it loud enough that I can hear everything. Um, so, like, I, it's it's yelling at me because I need to make it loud enough to hear the quietest person. <laughs> and you're like, okay, yeah. okay, geez. Um, unrelated to the zombie apocalypse... On the other side of the car, there's two guys, uh, and the guy in the back, like, takes his shackles and tries to choke out the guy in front of him with them. Yeah, he's, uh... Oh, no, it's his handcuffs. Yeah. Wait, what did I say? You said his shackles. Hey, um, those are... Shack- handcuffs are shackles. Oh, I thought you were, like, talking about the ankle shackles. No, no, just no, because no, no. Just because we've been... Just because we've been talking about them, so I was like, I don't think he could do that yeah that would be hard from a gymnastic (laughs) point of view maybe he's been practicing maybe he's really good at it Mm -hmm. so he's he's trying really hard to choke out this guy and then the the two police officers managing them are all frazzled or not they're not i don't think they are police they're like guards um yeah they don't know what to do they're like "Ah, ah, ah," and then the the one of the guards just takes out his shotgun and shoots one of the prisoners straight in the head. Uh yeah, and, like that's he not very clearly good... doesn't understand why he did that. Like he was like, uh uh he's 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 He specifically says he made a move on me when he never once made a move on him. Yeah, and I, I think that um they're they're definitely trying to present this as not racially motivated, but like because there are racial feelings here like the the guard is white uh mm-hmm. and then the the guy who uh tries to choke out the other guy but then is shot straight in the face is black and most of the other people on the bus including the other guard are not white either and then the 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 black guard says like oh i got to call this in right now and then the uh the guard with the gun is like, no, 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 I'm, I'm good. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, please don't tell. Don't tell I shot a guy on a face. Come on, I'll, I'll, <laughs> you, you, I'll give you my gushers. I'll unshoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so they're, they're, they're sort of dealing with this. This seems like it's going to be a big problem, except very shortly after this, the zombie apocalypse happens. Yeah, walkers, like, straight up get in. Yeah. Um, they just mosey into the bus. Yeah, there, there's a lot of, like, commotion of, okay, so one guard just gets grabbed, he tries to run away, the other guard uh, gets shot by... Well, no, the other... The, the, guy, the guard who shot the guy gets bitten in the neck by a zombie because yep. the guy who was choked out died and then just came back to life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the other guard, the one that was driving the bus, I think, uh, he just runs off. Yeah, yeah, he's he's just gone. So, which makes sense, you know. I I wouldn't want to be there either. They, the the three people, um, with Vince in the middle of the three, are chained to the floor of the bus, and this is becoming a big problem. Because there's a ton of zombies, like, trying to get in the bus and trying to get at them. 
Right. They have the gun. They, they, they shoot a couple zombies, but, like, it's just slowing them down. It's not doing anything permanent. And then you realize that if you shoot one of your ankles, uh, the chain can slide through the shackles and they can escape that way. So you need to decide whether you're going to shoot the white-collar Ponzi scheme scam artist or the uh, alleged child rapist. <laughs> yeah. Um, which one did you do? I shot Danny, but I do think this is a hard choice because I think they do a good job of balancing uh, the two characters. Mm-hmm. So it, it took me, I had to pause and be like, hmm, which one, which foot do I shoot off? Yeah, I and... I shot out Justin's. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I I agree with what you were saying about how what Danny did was worse. Um mm-hmm. in a vacuum. But the way he's talking about it made it seem like well he's he, he, he's the one who regrets his actions. Yeah, he does regret his actions, and it sounds like it it was like this isn't okay, but it sounds like a situation where the sixteen year old was actually also into it and you know, they, they just got caught. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's not... Th- that That's statutory. That's still extremely bad. You shouldn't do that. Um, but, mm-hmm. like, this is the kind of thing that it, it... The game is wanting you to really investigate, okay, how do you actually feel about that? And in that moment, I think, well, I actually think Justin ruined more lives worse. So yeah, I'm shooting his I, foot. I, and I feel like if we had had this conversation beforehand, I would have uh, chose differently. Um, but really, it just came down to well, I got to shoot one of you for me. Yeah, you know, I this cho- this choice works. You know, they're they're framing the whole which of these person people do you dislike more as um a, an interesting choice to make, and I I, I think it's fine. But at this point, I did realize, like, oh, man, this choice... This is just choice porn, you know? It's, like... I I think the subtlety of what made the choices interesting in Season 1 are not really here in this little vignette. And it might just be because I've been given, like, three minutes to actually care about these characters. It's not enough time. Mm -hmm. Um... I do think they do an okay job with that amount of time, though. Like I said, I do kind of enjoy seeing... Like, if if we got a season where it was, like, these three... Like, they all escape, and we're following, like, these three people for a season, I'd be kind of into it. Yeah, I think that this little crew probably has the best chemistry out of any of the, uh... Any of the vignettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just, uh, I didn't... I, it felt very obvious to me, like, okay, we, we put you in a really hard decision, you gotta, like, would you rather eat a cockroach or shove it up your nose? And <laughs> it's like, well, I don't want to do either, so you're making me do something I don't want more than you're making me choose something interesting. Uh, Telltale Games, the cockroach game. <laughs> the cockroach face. It's going in your face somehow. Which hole? <laughs> pick, pick, pick. <laughs> choose. You have to choose. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally, I, I get what you're saying, and I agree. Um, 
so you you shoot the ankle you choose and then it cuts to black and that's that story that's the entire thing um that's vince's whole deal that's vince's whole deal um until the epilogue i would i would be kind of interested in seeing what happened to him in between uh this and the epilogue but man that's an alternate universe so um so vince was your first pick my first pick was russell russell was my second so awesome okay yeah <laughs> the it, then we'll do that one next we're lining up uh russell is 184 days in which is just over six months um it's half a year since the zombie apocalypse has been going on and he uh he has been with a group he had like a group of seven that were very militant about how they acted he was he said like there was some sort of uh idea that seven is this magic number you shouldn't have any more or less than that so whenever they met new people they would always kill them and yeah that's that's really uh, rough that shit yeah i don't like that i i guess (laughs) i can relate with russell because i also do not like that and would leave yeah (laughs) Uh, at, at a certain point you have to just be like well these people are bad and i i can't really relate <laughs> uh, i don't we don't quite see eye to eye on this issue of seven yeah i think this is like a lot further than even crawford went because crawford had like well we're, we've thought about what would be good for survival and you can morally disagree with them but i think they have you know the the shitty thing about them is they kind of have a point with like the the less well people bringing them down uh, mm-hmm. They were saying you can't get pregnant, and if you do, you have to have an abortion. And the thing that ended Crawford was just that a pregnant woman wanted to keep her kids. So, like, they were in some ways predictive about that. They were like a little right about that, um, although yeah, it was and, their own and, fault. And another thing is Crawford. I don't. They didn't kill these people. I don't think. Didn't they just like? Le- they just kicked him out no they for which sure is killed basically... some people yeah well those signs on the like that they spray paint on the buildings that indicate how many people were found to be fit for crawford and how many people weren't are meant to indicate that the ones they find that aren't they they shoot oh i guess that makes sense yeah there's there's that and there's also the idea of like uh, at, at one point, Molly is asked by Lee, like, what happens to all the people? Uh, and Molly says, like, well, for the children, they they go a little easier on them. They just tell them to leave. Get but it sounds like for the elderly and the disabled, they actually just killed. Oh, okay. Well, that sucks. Yeah, no, it's, I don't like it's, that. It's bad. You know what? This Crawford place doesn't sound great. It's becoming me. worse every day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Russell, so he's he's left this old group that sort of sucks, and uh, he's he's on the road. <laughs> sort of sucks. Yeah, they, they, they sound bad. Uh, he's on the road the just walking down uh, in the middle of the forest or whatever, and this trucker pulls up. This guy's named Nate, and uh, I've written in my notes, wow, Nate sucks so bad. And then another note, yeah. trucker Nate is my least favorite genre of person. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, do you think it would... I, I wonder if he'll show up under Unweekly Guy for either of us. I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, so Nate shows up, and even though he's like just abrasive and shitty and, and like crass and everything, he is still offering help to Russell. He's you know yeah, like what are you gonna do? Not take it? Yeah, Russell needs to go to um, I forget the name of the town, but I had it written down. Statesboro. Statesboro is that a real place? Probably. Um, Maybe. His, his grandparents live there, and it's sort of the same long shot as what Clementine was going through. You get the feeling? Um, with her parents maybe still being alive. Like, his, Russell's grandparents are definitely not alive. Um, yeah. But, you know, you hold on to the, the hope because what else are you going to do? How are you going to spend your time other than looking for them? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, Nate, even though he sucks real bad and like comes out and, and just starts uh, criticizing what Russell's doing, like, hey, you're walking like in the middle of the forest. What are you dumb? And also, <laughs> like, what's your name? I bet it's Russell because it says on your backpack, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, he wasn't wrong. His name was Russell. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll. Oh, here's a question uh-huh. for you, Mitch. Yeah. So when Russell sees this truck coming after him, did you hide or stand your ground here? You're given a choice. Stood my ground. All right. That means you missed out on one of my favorite things in this episode. What what is it? (laughs) So if you choose to hide, Russell does not do a good job of hiding. He just kind of lies on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) He's not like hiding behind anything. But... If you hide, Russell turns his head and he comes face to face with the dead, deceased corpse of our friend Carly. Oh, what? Yeah, <laughs> you see Carly's like this is this is long after Carly died. Uh, so this was where she was shot. You just uh, Russell hides and he he turns and he sees uh, Carly's dead body, which has been there for a long time. Or or Doug, if you if uh, you save Doug at the beginning. Um, wow, I didn't know that at all. That's wild. Yeah, uh, there's even an achievement for it. Um, huh? Yeah, yeah. To me, I was like really proud of. Yeah, I will stand my ground. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna be chickened out by anyone in this zombie apocalypse. I'm a strong. Nobody, nobody calls me chicken. <laughs> um. Well, so that that's interesting. That's good to know. So that's exactly yeah, where I, they I, were in, in that trail to Savannah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you stop exactly where uh, the event happened. Hmm. Um. Okay. Yeah. So we know that bit about Russell's like old group because when he gets in the car, Nate starts making a little chit-chat with him and, and asks him what his old group was all about and if the women in it had big bazongos or not. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, with, um, you get a choice of what to say, but, like, I had Russell saying, like, dude, what's wrong with you? And Nate just goes, I need a little, I need it in the, in the memory tank. I just need you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I just need you to say it. Gotta get my beak wet. <laughs> yeah, gotta get my beak wet was a direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i've never understood that mentality of like oh i'm gonna get excited when you tell me about it because like if i'm just, you can just imagining it based on what you're saying i can just imagine whatever i want anyway 
Exactly. Just make your own little fantasy. Yeah. Who cares if they're real or not? But I think that's probably why Nate does it in order to, like, I think the player is meant to have that thought and just be like, why don't you just imagine whatever you want to imagine? You don't need to. Yeah, this guy's a weirdo. Yeah. This guy sucks. He's meant to seem very skeevy. Uh, and then in in sort of a rebellion of how prudish Russell is being about it. He stops <laughs> next to a walker, like a, a, a dead woman walker, and opens Nate's window and lets the walker like sort of claw at him. And or He's he like, opens what do you not think? Nate's window, Russell's window. Yeah. Nate opens Russell's window for uh this female walker and he's like what do you think huh yeah and and obviously it's very scary and uh like russell can't get out of the the seat that he's in or else like like if he moved there's no room on his left and the room on his right is like only walker <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i i would be this is one of the scariest things to be in like in the game so far in my opinion <laughs> This situation, I hate it the most (laughs) out of anything that we've seen It really sells how unhinged this guy is. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So they have a really shitty time, and then they uh they go to this like diner, sort of gas station combo thing, Mm -hmm. and they're immediately shot at by someone in the diner. And they, you don't see him. And uh, you have this choice to either cover Nate or have Nate cover you or pull a gun on Nate. It's very open-ended in this section. But I think it all ends with you going in through the back of the diner. Yeah. Um, and, and trying to catch these people by surprise. Boy, I fucked up this segment multiple times. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, just... I don't know. Like, you're supposed to cover Nate mm-hmm. and shoot at the people who are shooting at you. But it where you're supposed to shoot is, like, all the way on the right side of the screen. So I was just kind of, like, moving the cursor around trying to find where mm. for a while. And I was like, I don't know where they're at. And then so Nate would get shot in the leg and then Russell would get, like, shot in the head or something. And you know, <laughs> I, I would game over. And I did that, like, four times before I was finally like, oh, yeah, I have a button that just highlights where everything is. Yeah, I don't, uh, for, for me, there's just like a little dot on the screen that I just put my thing on. Oh yeah, you're playing with the, uh, you're not playing with the minimal, uh, feedback you're playing with, uh, so at all times there's like a little cursor saying you can, uh, click on this thing? No, not at all times. My cursor needs to be close enough. Okay. Uh, but like once it's close enough, it'll show me, okay, this is where you click it. Yeah. Uh... Well, good job not uh, screwing it up as much as I did. Thanks. I did it on purpose. <laughs> uh, so you go in the you diner. Get the gold trophy. It's just this old man and this old woman couple. And they immediately start yelling at Nate. Like, I can't believe you came back here. Look a lot different without your mask. Uh, saying a lot of things that I don't think you're meant to understand. Uh, mm-hmm. About Nate. And it's very clear all of a sudden like Nate's going to kill these people and there's really no reason for it. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So you as Russell have the choice of, do I stay with Nate or do I stay with, uh, or or do I leave and just sort of make it on my own? And I left. I don't want to hang out with Nate. 
Yeah, I didn't even want to hang out with them to begin with. Of course, I'm out of here the second I get a chance. So this is one of the highlighted uh, five major choices of this episode. Uh, Did you leave Nate or stay with him? You and 75% of players left Nate. So yeah, it looks like we're all leaving Nate. This guy is the worst. I like what what am I gaining from hanging out with Nate more? <laughs> um if you stay with Nate though. Yeah, seriously. Does Nate show up in the the ending? I'm not sure. I I've never done it. <laughs> I I'll have to look it up. That hmm. is inter- I I was thinking that though. I was like, what happens if he chooses to stay with this guy? Yeah. Um because there are other situations where you can your main person can bring another person to the ending mm-hmm. uh so you know maybe it could be that way um so that's that story it sort of just fades out on russell walking away or staying with them and if you walk away you hear two gunshots from nate killing that couple yeah that's not great nate really just is a sack yeah, there's also there's another there's another instance of a surprise racism like way in the middle here, where the yeah. the old white guy like as he's held at gunpoint by Nate, uh, he calls Russell, uh, who is a black young man, a spook. Yeah, that's not good. I totally forgot about that. I when I was remembering this episode, I remembered Nate killing the two old people. But I just, I didn't remember this part. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I didn't like this. Like, not not only, I know you're not supposed to like it because obviously it's it's bad and racist. But I didn't like this from a writing perspective either. Just like, why why give that to him? Is there, yeah, it's, maybe it's just to like fuel the people that might decide to stay with Nate. Like, well, you know, these people were bad because... I got this instance of racism thrown at me, but it's so out of the blue. Like, I don't, I'm not sure what it's doing. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like it, especially since I I do feel like it really, I, I, I don't think it hurts how you're supposed to feel about Nate, but it does kind of like, like if these were sympathetic old people and he, and Nate wanted to kill him, I, I think I guess that makes sense what you said. Like, it, it kind of gives you a little bit more of a reason to stay with him, but I don't think it really does. I That doesn't change my mind. That just makes me not want to be with any of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I also have it written here, Nate could have been voiced by Norm MacDonald. <laughs> that would have been a good cast, I think. I could see that that might have made him a little more tolerable. Hey, you wrestle. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> what do you think? Like a 10 out of 10? <laughs> that, that dipped a little bit into Senor Card Gage. What do you think? I like got 10 out of 10. It's <laughs> card on me. <laughs> uh, so, who would you like to talk about next? Well, who did you... We've been sticking pretty close to how I did it. Okay. But let's let's do who you did next. So my first was Russell. My second was Vince. My third was Wyatt. Wow. Mitch, we're lining up so perfectly wow. except for those first two. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Wyatt was also my third. How did you know? Uh, I just had a little feeling. <laughs> Call it a hunch. So Wyatt 
Wyatt's vignette takes place 41 days after the infection. So just over he's a like month. He's like the second. He's like the second chronologically of this group. Yeah, in, in order it goes Vince, Wyatt, Russell, Bonnie, Shell. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted to do it in order. And I almost did do it entirely in order, except for uh, I did Russell at the beginning. And the, all the other ones are on, in order. Um, yeah, and I I had uh, Russell and Wyatt switched. Happens. So, um, you, you're you're a guy named Wyatt. You're driving in a car. Well, you're not driving. You're in the passenger in a car with this guy named Eddie. You just pals. Uh, just a couple of bros. Just a couple of longtime bros. Definitely seems like you're more than bros. But I think they drop at one point. Like my ex girlfriend said this thing about this thing. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're like, oh, you're you're a little afraid to not be more than bros, huh? <laughs> hmm, hmm, I see. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, Wyatt, he... What what age do you pin these guys at? Do you, late 20s. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking late 20s, early 30s, but leaning more towards late 20s, yeah. Yeah, I could, I could even have seen like mid-20s. Uh, these, these are... These are hipster gentlemen. Uh, yeah. they are very, I, I don't know what the vibe I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to ascribe to these they people par- are. They partake in the green every now and then. They're, yeah, they're a little stoner-y. They look like they're specifically from Toronto. Um, although, of course, <laughs> we're in Georgia. Um, yeah, and th- these, these guys are really nerdy, too. Like, the way they talk is indicative that they have less social skills in in some way than a lot of the other characters we've seen in this game um like they're just they're just not saying smart things yeah if if you told me Wyatt was a game designer yeah i could see it being like someone designing a character after themselves or something okay it seems a little pointed at your co-host but uh <laughs> i don't think he looks like you mitchell wolf yeah no but i'm a game designer. anyway anyway <laughs> um <laughs> eddie well, eddie has some really good lines uh it it made me mourn the loss of linguistic gymnastics a little bit <laughs> um eddie at one point says like dude if you don't find the weed in the glove compartment i'm gonna barf <laughs> <laughs> What a reaction to have. <laughs> I'm going to barf if you don't find that. Um, so their their whole thing is they're driving away from this car that is, is chasing after them. And it seems like it's this gang of people that are just really aggressively trying to shake people down. Mm-hmm. And the um, you, you get a couple shots off on this car. And you can't tell if you connected or not, but it, it swerves into the forest. Um, and then rather than just take that opportunity to get really far away from them really fast, you drive into the forest as well. Well, well, keep in mind, it's also super foggy. Yeah. So it that was the reason they didn't want to just like floor it out of there. So, so there's a lot of horror tropes here going on. You're driving fast through a wooded forest with no lights a on. Spooky forest. Yeah. Well, the word spooky seems a little tainted right now but oh that's true i'm sorry <laughs> yeah that's yeah that that's a that's a weird one too because that's not a 
it's not a common one. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just, it's just gross, man. It's just I don't know why this game wants to do this all the time. It seems like it's yeah. not really related to the the point so much. Yeah, like I guess it's just to show like, oh no, these people are can be assholes too. Like I'm at least relieved that it's not like glorifying it in any way, but it is just like you could have just not oh, yeah. done it at all. Uh, yeah, obviously it would be worse if they were like saying and it's a good thing. But, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're not doing that. So, they they hit a guy, maybe a walker, maybe a living human. You you can't tell. And uh, Eddie's like, "Hey, if I just hit a human, we can't just leave him. I it, it would be against Eddie's moral code. He's a good guy, that Eddie. And Wyatt, uh." agrees but also feels like you should maybe drop the code in this particular instance and we should leave Um, yeah we should just get out of here so um in in eddie's words we're gonna just find that guy see what happened and then let's tom cruise out of here (laughs) what a man that eddie yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so at this point, you can choose whether to go with Eddie out of the car, or you can stay in the car. And what are you? What are you going to do? What did you do? So, for me, Wyatt was like, "Dude, I don't want to fucking go out there. Fuck you." And then Eddie, Eddie's like, "Here, we'll rock paper scissors for who gets to go out." Mm-hmm. And uh, Eddie lost. Eddie had to go out and check, which I think makes sense. He's the one who wanted to go look. I bet that Why? the loss is scripted because, uh, so I, it, it's best of three. I won the first one, lost the second one, and I won the third one. So I ended up winning. So I, it, it seems like you have to win that rock, paper, scissors. No, no. It's just random? You can't, yeah, you can totally lose. What? Yeah. Why? <laughs> why? Why do that? <laughs> because it changes the outcome but it's not a choice it's it's just like okay it's just for funsies but yes i i also won but i didn't lose any i just won the first two tries oh, wow. but the whole time the whole time i was like oh geez i hope i don't lose um so because there is an achievement for winning so i was like well if i lose i'm just gonna reset until i get it so i can get this so so what happened for you? So for me, Eddie went outside and Wyatt stayed in the car. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eddie throws the keys to Wyatt. He says, look, if shit goes down, give me the keys so I can uh, Tom Cruise out of here. Mm-hmm. And so that happens. And then when he turns off the light, you see the headlight of the truck that had been following them. Yeah. And, and Wyatt goes, I! and then uh you you never quite see who the guy is but i really want to say it was our good friend nate you do yeah his hat yeah you see it well like he's in shadow enough that you never Mm -hmm. like get a good look at his face but it is implied that that's exactly who it is which i thought was cool i didn't remember that being the case yeah so it it raises a lot of questions about nate um At this point, I still don't know like how central these characters are going to be for season two. So like, I don't know if we ever see Nate again. But 
it 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 raises this question of like okay well nate was he he's like sort of a good guy generally he's like helping russell for basically no reason um but then also quite a bad guy for for other reasons with, with like uh what the old couple are insinuating that nate got into in the past so mm-hmm. he he was probably a um like a bandit like like in, yeah. in the group of bandits that lee's group had to deal with maybe um oh i could see that yeah maybe uh yeah because they because they mention uh how he looks different without his mask on so yeah at f- that that thought didn't even occur to me but i could totally see that you know what's weird is the the mask thing the first thought that was like immediately after he drops that slur the old guy drops the slur so mm-hmm. i was thinking were they all in the kkk together is that what the oh, mask geez. thing is? That would be wild. That would be. I. I. I don't think that was what they were going for. Yeah, I don't. That's I don't an think interesting so either. Thought. But that was that was my first thought, just because they had introduced that idea already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that would have been even more upsetting. Um, yeah, that that gets into. You probably could have done a story without this, and I'm glad they did do a story without it. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe they did. Who knows what they really meant? Um, (laughs) so you, you get in a fight with Nate and then you grab the keys and you, you put them in the ignition and you go, you leave Eddie. No, not Eddie. So this is, this is one that I, I'd really like to know what happens if you Mm -hmm. are the person that leaves the car. Um, I think it's, I think it's just the opposite. Does Eddie, Eddie Uh, leaves you? I think Eddie bails you in that case because he's dealing with the guy. And I think you, uh, oh, this, I don't remember exactly what happens, but I have like faint memory. It's been a long time since I played this, but I have like faint memories in the back of my head of what happens. Um, I remember why it gets lost in these woods in the fog and you basically get attacked by walkers and you, uh, when you go back, you see the car uh, pull off without you, I think. Hmm, okay. So I, I don't think you even get that context of who it was attacking him. Maybe you do. Yeah. I, it, it's It's been a while. I realized that if I played the Wyatt story before I played the Russell story, I might never have made the connection that that Nate person is the same guy. Um, because you really don't get to see him very well in this one. Mm-hmm. and you only see the hat, but, like, it's such a small thing, I might not have remembered, or I might not have thought, like, whoa, was that exactly the hat? Probably not, uh, when I got yeah. to, around to Russell. So stuff like that could be lost in the weeds fairly easily. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, I, I do think it's safe to assume it's Nate. You know, obviously, uh, they don't tell you whether or not it is, but I, I, yeah, I just never noticed until this time that it was the same guy. And I was like, whoa, there's a lot of that in these stories, little connections yeah. here and there. There's a really interesting one between Bonnie and Shell's story as well that we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Actually, let's do it right now, because that's basically why it's whole story. Um, at least from yeah, my Yeah, that's his whole deal. I wonder <laughs> if there's anything you can do to get Eddie to be in the the end this one more than our regular episodes i really should have looked up like what can possibly happen yeah i am interested i i guess part of it is because 
you know, since these are little stories and they don't give you as much time to connect to these characters, I'm not as inclined to not spoil it, I guess. I I, I don't know. Because I guess if I'm just making the same choices every time anyway, there would be no reason for me to not uh, look it up. But I, especially here, I'm like, all right, well, it it doesn't make that much difference to me what happens to these characters, at least here. Well, I, I view that as just an alternate reality to my game. Like, it's not a spoiler yeah. because it can't happen anymore. It's, I picked the yeah. other thing. It's non-canon. Yeah, it's effectively non-canon to me. <laughs> um, Bonnie, 220 days. You want to do Bonnie next? Okay, let's talk about Bonnie. That That is actually who I did next as that well. That is who I did. We, we went really in the same order. There's a lot yeah, it, of permutations it was just, of five, so that's interesting. Yeah, it, it's just the two, the first two yeah. that uh, we had switched. I wonder if there's some sort of subconscious drive there. Like, I, one, why did we do the things we did? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Who knows? So Bonnie is a former, like, meth addict or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think they ever say the drug specifically. They, they allude to it. Um, yeah, they just say she's a recovering addict. Yeah, and, and she's with this... She's, like, friends with this older couple. Uh, how old do you think Bonnie is? I really had a hard time getting a read on that. Yeah, see, that's that's hard to say because it kind of feels like... They, they make her look old, but that could just be from the drug use. So it's hard to yeah. really gauge. I want to say... Thirties, mm, maybe. Okay, yeah. There, there's in this particular art style. There's not very many tools that they have to make someone look older or younger. Um. So, like, one of the very few things they can do is just add texture to the face, make it more leathery, more uh, wrinkly. So, if you're doing that for other reasons, like the drug addiction, it's really hard to gauge how old you think this person is. Yeah, um, I I can see how that would be a problem, but I also kind of like it. Like, it, it doesn't help with the narrative at all. Obviously, it helps to be clear about your characters. But it does kind of make you think about stuff like this, like this exact conversation we're having. Yeah. Um, so, Bonnie's with Leland and Dee. Um, an, an older couple, like, they look, they're probably in their 50s. I'd say yeah. something like that. You, they, you can tell they look older. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can at least tell that they're older than Bonnie is. And uh, Leland starts the episode by like basically hitting on Bonnie and Bonnie seems into it. Um, and she, he's just saying stuff like, well, you know, you look a lot prettier now than not that you didn't look pretty before, but you just look recovered. Oh, I'm some, <laughs> oh, gee, I'm really tripping over my words. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And then he, he then he does like the How's he gonna ask her out to the prom now? Like the weird small talk of would you rather have a tongue that is a snake or lobster hands? And then she's like, Well, are they human sized lobster hands? And <laughs> You make her sound so flirty. <laughs> well, are they human sized? <laughs> uh and he says, Yeah, they're human sized. That would have made it too easy. Which I don't understand <laughs> i don't i think it would i think it would be 
if if it was if they were like two scale lobster claws, yeah, I would small. I would pick the snake tongue. Yeah, that's two things against my hand. I ended up picking the snake tongue anyway. I picked the lobster claws. Nice. <laughs> I, I guess it doesn't really matter. Unfortunately, this does not tie into the episode. I wanted so. this to be the uh, like this vignette's major choice at the end of the episode. <laughs> You and 45% chose lobster claws. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it obviously doesn't matter. And then D finds them, and they, they, they're trying to... They weren't really doing anything wrong, but they were clearly flirting, and they're, they're trying to sweep that under the rug. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they were just having an innocent conversation, but the way they were having it, you could tell, mm, yeah. something's not quite on the up and up. Yeah, it's not so innocent. Like, this older guy, Leland, is definitely um, having some some major feelings out of wedlock here. And that's exacerbated by the fact that as soon as D comes back, they, like, get in a pretty meaningless fight. Yeah. It it sounds like they've been having these squabbles for a while. Yeah. It it, it seems like this is a, a long time coming. Uh, and then at one point, Leland accidentally calls Bonnie Darlin in, in the middle of Ooh. just talking about stuff. And then he's like, oh, oh, Darlin, huh? And yeah, it's, you know, it very, it's very sitcom-y. It feels very sitcom-y. Yeah. Well, it, Leland also kind of strikes me as the kind of guy who would call, like, anyone Darlin. Sure, so. yeah. I mean, like, it, it doesn't... It just, that on top of the already... Uh, obvious feelings he kind of has for certainly doesn't help but like if that's all she had to go on that wouldn't be enough but that combined with just everything else it's like hmm leland's never gonna act on it um but he's got like he's clearly been he's been spending all this time with two people one who he's married to but he does not love anymore (laughs) and the other (laughs) who uh who he's like not again not going to act on it but just all of this time with her it, and like he clearly thinks she's attractive so it, it it's a rough situation for old leland uh, how's he gonna get out of this one yeah and uh, of course it's rougher for d as well just watching her <laughs> yeah, marriage well, collapse in front of her it it gets a little rougher later on we'll get to that so the the reason d like shows up is she wants to say like hey look what's here in this bag and then they never open the bag. Yeah, they never tell you what was inside of this bag. Do they? Do, okay, you have to tell me this. Does this bag come mm-hmm. up in season two? I don't want to spoil anything, Mitch. Unless you want me to spoil it for you, I'm ge- I'm asking you now. I'm asking, not what happens or in what context, but I'm asking: Was I just tricked into caring about this bag that doesn't matter? <laughs> like, are they never going to show me this bag again? Mitch, I gotta be honest with you. You're never seeing that bag again. That's fucked up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Unless I totally forgot something, but I don't think I did. Uh, I don't think that. <laughs> that's so annoying. Well, Le- Leland's not even at the end. In in the end scene, it's just Bonnie. So and she doesn't have the bag. So yeah, you're you're just fucked. You don't get to know what's in there. <laughs> what's in the bag? <laughs> what? <laughs> The big unanswered question. Maybe they'll answer that in season four. Yeah. So, like, they they have this thing about how Bonnie, or not Bonnie, D took this bag from a group of people while they weren't looking. 
and Le- mm-hmm. Leland's like, dude, that's really dumb. That's, don't do that. Uh, and then, of course, they are attacked by those people. So I'm thinking it's food or, like, medicine. Yeah, you could have... But the thing is, you could have just said that. Yeah, right? <laughs> you could have just told us. it Because she says... Uh, she says, like, it's a surprise. Yeah. And it's like, you could just tell us you got supplies. Yeah, maybe it's, like, a like a music or something. I don't know. Like, it's... It's a talking dog. It's a talk. It's a dog in there. It's uh, it's that one guy's wife in a bag. Wife's head. In a bag. <laughs> I found this. That would be crazy. That just t- turns out to be a thing that carries over. Station wagon guy's wife is just still in different bags. <laughs> She's the Royston of The Walking Dead. <laughs> um, so you're chased into a cornfield. And these people are looking for their bag back. They're, they, they've been stolen from, and, you know, their tensions are high. They're trying to kill your group of Bonnie, D, and Leland. Um, at one point, you, Bonnie, are hiding behind this tractor. You, you find this piece of rebar stuck in the ground, and you, uh, you pick it up, and you see someone swinging, or, like, coming at you, and you can, you can swing at them. And it's revealed to be D, and you just you brained her, uh, just because you thought Whoops. it was a you thought it was someone else. Yeah, I mean, honest mistake. I, yeah, <laughs> well, here's the thing: <laughs> the first time I didn't swing. Interesting. What happened? D kills you. D- so it's you or her. Yeah, and then she's got such an indignant vibe about her after you kill her, which you know, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess that's fair. Yeah, you kill her, she'll be like, "Oh, why did you do that?" Yeah, lame, lame. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. Um, where if I didn't see that situation where D will kill you first, like exactly the same way, out of surprise and fear, um. If I didn't see that, I might have taken that end where she's just, like, slowly dying and telling Bonnie she sucks. Uh, I would have taken that harder. <laughs> but because I know, like, okay, well, you were literally going to do the same thing to me. I don't take any of what D said very seriously. <laughs> it doesn't affect yeah, me I, that much. Yeah, I mean, look where it got her. <laughs> <laughs> this is maybe the most gnarly we've seen of violence yeah occur the most gnarly yeah. we've seen of violence occur yeah you boy that's unpleasant to look at yeah like you, half of her face is just sort of bulged out one of her eyes is out of the socket uh yeah unpleasant <laughs> not my favorite to even think about then uh leland finds you and he's uh understandably upset about that <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and the, the the question of this episode is, do you tell Lee the truth, that you are the one that did it? Or do you lie Lee about Lind. it? Lee Lind. Sorry, Lee Lind. Uh, Bonnie calls him Lee sometimes. That that annoys me. There's already a Lee. <laughs> Bonnie, don't do that. We already got a Lee in our you lives. You should know that somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you play The Walking Dead Season 1? Yeah, it was a big release. Everyone played it. I won a bunch of Game of the Year awards, Bonnie. <laughs> um, uh, but but yeah, so you were you honest with them, or did you lie to them? Me and 25% of players were honest. 
Isn't that crazy? Isn't that like a crazy ratio? I don't know. I kind of, I kind of believe it. Um, I I guess it's like, are, would there be any consequences for lying if she's already dead? Yeah, like that's that's the thing. Um, I knew immediately both you and I would be too much of a Boy Scout to. <laughs> lie about this we're just gonna tell the truth yeah we, we we need to get some backbone uh but uh yeah i i i just felt like i don't know lee should understand the situation so i don't feel like he's gonna be that mad at me was my actual thought uh which yeah. doesn't make sense like of course he should be mad at you um but he's not he's he's really yeah not that he mad didn't care he cared a little i mean <laughs> Uh, the 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 vignette ends like seconds before he turns to Bonnie and says, "Thank you." <laughs> she was so lame. She <laughs> she sucked. You have no idea. <laughs> she talked so loudly. She scrapes the fork against her teeth when she takes a bite. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we got to see that. <laughs> um. So at this point. You're you're about to like sneak out of the field, and this is right before the end of the vignette. Um, but Leland takes the bag that Dee was holding, and basically says, "If Dee's gonna die over this, I'm gonna make damn sure I keep the bag." And I was like, "Great! T- now is a great thematic like pacing time to tell me what is in the bag." And then the vignette ends, <laughs> and they they didn't. Yeah. Well, how would you feel? If they did show you what was in the bag and it turned out there was nothing, it was a metaphor. It was a me- <laughs> Um. <laughs> bad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder how Leland would have felt. He says, if she was willing to die for it, I, I'm going to hold on to it. Then he opens it and there's just nothing in there. Yeah, no, the thing she, she was excited about is having a bag. <laughs> yeah, having a bag <laughs> to carry stuff. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think's in there for real? I really do just think it was supplies. What else would be in there? Just, just like food, what water, would... drugs? Yeah, yeah. Like, I guess I can kind of buy that she would say it's a surprise, saying, you guys are not going to believe all the cool shit I just found. Uh, but, like, it, it really doesn't work, I don't think. Yeah, true. Um, they build it up to be something more than it probably is. Like, what's it? what's it going to be? Like, a new car? <laughs> is it going to be like an Xbox? Wow, thanks. That would be a surprise. It w- it would be so funny if it was just like a dude, a DS. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me that we got an in- a, a cyan cover- colored Nintendo DS with new Super Mario Brothers? Animal Crossing Wild World. Wow, and look, there's one for each of us. <laughs> <laughs> they knew there was going to be three people who needed these. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the episode is just them like playing together in each other's towns. So the the thing I'd like to know about this is if you don't lie to Leland, or no, mm-hmm. if you do lie to Leland and Leland had, doesn't feel any way about you at all at that point, just mm-hmm. like oh someone else killed her, I believe it. Um, maybe Leland shows up at the end. I, I maybe. Don't know. Um, I'm not sure. I, re- I really do think after this, I'm going to have to look into exactly what happens. Yeah, we will. Um, maybe even just after this conversation still on the recording, I'll look it up and, and see. 
what I can find Ooh, out. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, an on-recording research break. Uh, but first, got to talk about Shell's story. That's the, the, the one remaining at the very end. 236 Hi, days. So, notably, only 16 days after the Bonnie vignette. Yeah. Um, they, it takes place in the diner that Russell went in with Nate in Russell's vignette. And um, it's it's this group of people... They are from a lot of different places, but a good amount of them are those cancer survivors that we were mentioning before from Crawford. Yeah, two of them. Uh, at least two of them, right? Yeah. There's... Yeah, there might have been more. I just remember the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's those people and also some new people, specifically Shell, who's, who's Michelle, who's like a, I want to say early 20s. I do too, yeah. Um, and her younger sister, Becca, who is like a young teen. Yeah, I want to say like 14, maybe. Seems like there's a big age range between them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, have a, I have a sister who's 11 years younger than me. And I assume that this wow. is a similar-ish range. Yeah, I mean... They they never really go into it, but I can definitely. Uh, it, it's kind of like Lilo and Stitch with hmm. uh, Nani and Lilo. Their age gap is huge. Yeah, their age gap is is really big. Although I think Nani just seems older than she is. I bet she's only. I think like Nani's meant to be like seventeen or eighteen, and Lilo's like five. So that that's she's still not, not like a small. She's got to be like nine or ten, right? No, she's five. Oh whoa! You. Yeah, you see her celebrating her, in the credits, you see her celebrating her uh, sixth birthday. Really? She's that young? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so it's it's this group of people, and uh, it opens with Becca playing a song on the guitar for everyone, just to show off what they're doing. Um, and <laughs> it seems to, to boost the morale quite a bit. It, it's a fun thing. Yeah, I guess in this day and age with uh, spooky monsters, you gotta you gotta take what you can get for entertainment and anything to kind of uh, ease the tensions. Yeah, and a guitar is such a like an acoustic guitar is such an, a perfect. You don't really need any other materials to keep playing this. You know, like if you take care mm-hmm. of a guitar and you don't need much to take care of it, it'll be fine forever. Um, yeah like violins need resin and you could need electricity for some stuff but this will you'll just probably play guitar for the rest of your life if you're in this situation um (laughs) roman what do you think of roman roman is hard to get a grasp on because he they do kind of sell him as like this cold hard guy who's willing to kill to protect people uh but like I said, he is willing to protect people. Uh, so he he doesn't come across as like this bad guy. He kind of feels like a guy who was forced into this bad situation that kind of made him into a not great person, a person who's not so willing to let people live. Um, voiced by longtime Telltale actor whose name I forget, but... Uh, Oh man, I wish I didn't bring it up because now I don't remember his name. Roger. He was like, no, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I thought you had no, it. No, I don't know. Yeah, he was he was like original Max. He was uh uh steak charmer. Yeah, I um, I know the 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 voice. It, it this was one of the times where I actually did clue in on that. Um Yeah, I think this is like one of the only uh other than Clementine's actress, like one of the only telltale actors I recognized from other roles. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so so Roman is like the leader of this group, uh, and he's got he's got strict rules about what you can do. You can't let anyone outside know that there's people here. That's rule number one. Mm-hmm. N- rule number two is you can't take any new people because you just don't have enough resources to feed everyone. Yeah. Um, and rule number three: no one can leave because. If you leave, you are implicitly someone on the outside that knows there are people there, so you're a danger. Yeah, you're you're able to tell people that there's people with supplies here, and that could be a danger to the group. So, like my my take on uh, Roman is that like he obviously is going too hard. Um, mm-hmm. We we've seen what happens to communities that try to uh, like litigate this hard uh with crawford and some of these people were part of crawford so they should they should know they should have that feeling um but also this is a lot more sensible than crawford it's like you're gonna be okay just doing the stuff that we're currently doing it's any changes to status quo that's gonna be bad uh which Mm -hmm. makes sense more like it's still it's still bad um you're still killing people that don't have to die um and there, there's a lot of like fun little moments here. Uh, there's, <laughs> you have this friend Steph, right? She's the mm. one that taught Becca how to play guitar, uh, and she's she is Shell's age. She she seems like a like one of those cool goth girls you hear about. And <laughs> she, her her job, everyone gets like a like a job after the guitar concert. Steph's job is inspecting the flashlights. <laughs> and the animation they have for this is so funny she just lays them out on a table and then puts her hands on the table and just looks down at them and that's it and like she's like mm, yep mm. those are flashlights all right if you talk to I her better keep an eye on them <laughs> if you talk to her about him she says hmm looks like we sh- we're still missing that one flashlight somewhere in the cornfields which is the indication that the people chasing down bonnie's group are, are this group yeah um, um they are the people that had their bags stolen yeah i i thought this was also interesting this is another thing i just never picked up on any other time i played it i think this was my first time like really noticing any of these were connected and i thought that was great yeah um so she had to look at the flashlights like a long time to understand hmm we have one fewer <laughs> we still have one fewer she said, it looks like we're still missing that flashlight. So she had to inspect it just to make sure, yep, we're still one low. <laughs> so the character dynamic here with uh, Shell and Becca is... Um, Shell wants to keep Becca from a lot of the evils of the world um, right now. As long as she can, like, let her have a bit of a childhood. She's only... Becca's probably 13. Um, mm-hmm. And she she doesn't need to do stuff like 
working with the walkers. Like, they have two lockers chained up. Walkers chained up. Um, As watchdogs, yeah, they call them. They call them watchdogs. And one of them is the old lady from uh, Russell's story. And the other is the... Um, the cop. The the bus driver for the... Uh, yeah. Uh, in uh, Vince's story. Yeah, so th- both of these people we've seen in other vignettes, and they're now walkers. Uh, the old lady is eating a puppy. Rough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get that little joke. Good, Mitch. When did you get funny? Um, I've just been going through some stuff. <laughs> I've been dabbling. Yeah, I've just been dabbling. Uh, <laughs> in puppy eating humor. So, so here's the central conflict. Um, this guy comes. He's he's all tied up. He's blindfolded. Roman did that. And Roman's suggesting, like, hey, we should probably kill this guy, right? And some people in the group say, yeah. And the, uh, some are saying no. And it comes down to you. Um, th- th- he only speaks Chinese. So you you can't communicate, uh, which mm-hmm. makes it harder. But you either you can choose here to either follow the rules of how the society works and and kill this person. Or just, right. like, give them some food as a gesture of good faith and then let them leave. Uh, but they can't stay. Right. But uh, we find out that this... Uh, so, did you kill him or or let him go? As if I need to ask. Yeah, I let him go, of course. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about being Boy Scouts earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just... Like, this, I don't this barely feels like a choice. Like, why kill this guy? Yeah, well, you later find out that letting him go was not a very good idea. Yeah, so it turns out... (laughs) (laughs) So the the reason you wanted to kill him was because, like, what if there's other people with him and then they lead an attack on us? And, like, dude, that's so silly. They would never just attack them for no reason. Yeah. And then they do. Uh, It it turns out this guy was evil the whole time and you should have killed him. (laughs) Um... What happens if you do kill him? I don't know. I don't think I ever have. I um I would assume m- maybe you just don't get attacked by him. But then again, that totally that ties into what happens later. So that seems like too big a plot point mm-hmm. to just have not happen. Yeah. Weird. Um <laughs> weird. I, I yeah this is this is probably the biggest one that can go in multiple directions here like I really need to know what happens for Shell's story um so oh one one other thing that's brought up here mm-hmm. um the cancer survivors actually get to talk in this scene and we find out that at some point they lost Vernon I I don't think they specifically say he was killed but they do mention him well they say what happens like oh what happened to Vernon him? takes the boat Oh, I thought I thought something happened. Like for some reason, I thought they went with him with the boat, and then something happened to him after that. This is but... this is sort of the reveal that um, instead of taking every one of the cancer survivors with him, Vernon just takes the boat. He just took himself. Yeah, you think he's selfless, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> not so much. Look at him. Yeah, and. Th- 
that sucks because he had room. He had room for people. At least he, he's some, taking a whole... if not all. Like, like one or two. Yeah. Yeah, but he just decides, yeah, you know what? Nah, these people are holding me back, cramping my style. Maybe, maybe he does take one or two. You don't actually get a, a good feeling on how many are in their little group. Yeah, maybe these two were the ones left behind. Yeah. But these were the only two that really stood out in the episode, so it's weird that they are the ones who get left behind. Yeah, and I, I think it's it should be safe to assume that anyone who leaves on a boat is probably dead. Um, yeah. Like, because what are you going to do for food, for drinkable water, for, like, ev- everything else? There's no sun protection even. Like, so... Even though a sunburn is not, like, the biggest concern right now, it can become pretty bad. Um, mm-hmm. it, like, it, the whole thing is just, it just seems lame. It's, it's just a bad idea to get on the boat. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Vernon. Uh, I guess uh, you're dead. <laughs> um, so, there's a time skip. It goes from 236 days to 259 days, so about one month later um or j- just shy of a month um mm-hmm. they are attacked or they have been attacked by that group that uh you should have killed that guy i guess um but also <laughs> uh roman pulls you aside and said hey steph was just caught stealing a bunch of food and medicine and trying to escape and Ooh. because it was your fault that we were attacked and boyd died boyd is one of the cancer survivors um, I'm gonna have you kill him, or you kill Steph, and yeah. you're like, "What? Come on, I don't want to." Come on, I don't want to do that. Um, but he's like, "No, it's fine." And then you're like, "Okay, I'll do it." <laughs> uh, I did. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, and so you go back and you're like RV. You're hanging out with your sister, and Becca says like, "Stephanie did that. Wow. Well, she's gonna die. Uh, she's got it coming. <laughs> she deserves it." And it it's a it's a kind of gross moment because you realize like how how this has hardened her. Yeah, basically. she's become so acclimated to the violence and everything that her friend who taught her how to play guitar like she's like well she betrayed us so we should kill her and if you don't I will <laughs> I will gladly do it. Um. So so what did you do here? Um. I just took the RV and headed. I I didn't want to kill Steph. So well, there's, I just stole there's the two RV. choices right here. There's first off, should Becca kill Steph or should you kill Steph? <laughs> I wasn't gonna make Becca do it. That yeah, it's like, lame. <laughs> why why do that? <laughs> yeah, that's a weird choice to give you because the whole point is Shell doesn't want her to get used to this. Mm-hmm. So now you're just like, all right, well, go ahead. I guess. Yeah, it's sort of an inversion of how I was feeling about Clementine during the main season, where with Clementine, I didn't really want to protect her from the world so much because I I, I wanted her to become acclimated. Like, this is your future, unfortunately. You need to get ready for it. But because Shell has such, like, a stated intention of purpose, um, you, you want to go along with it. You want to, like, do her character stuff. So you say, no, I'll do it. Yeah. But then you don't do it. Instead of pulling the gun out of a drawer, you you uh, you can choose to take the keys out of the drawer and just drive the RV away. Yeehaw! Betraying all of them. And Roman it might be trying to hunt you down now. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I wonder if you kill Stephanie, um, Shell won't have Becca with her because Shell had Becca with yeah. her at the end for me. Yeah, that's that's something kind of interesting. Like that that's another thing that feels like a big uh, story shakeup because. It it turned obviously something happened here because either way Shell makes it there. Mm-hmm. Um, so something happened to this place regardless of if you stayed there or not. Um, so I think this is a good point right before we talk about the epilogue to to pull out a little bit and just really think about like, do you think this? episode is good like does this episode need to have happened it seems very extra i mean it is dlc it's not part of the main season progression Mm -hmm. so that it makes sense that it is but uh i don't i don't think it's a chapter you like need to play necessarily but i do think it's cool i think the idea behind it is neat how you have uh five just little small stories and because they're such small stories you know you never get the time to really connect with these characters or really reflect on who they are and the choices they would make like you would in the actual season. But, you know, I still think for what it is, it's a neat little story. I'm glad I played. Yeah. I, I, I don't think all of these were successful. I think Russell's was, uh, less than successful. I didn't really care about Wyatt's. Uh, I didn't really care about Bonnie's that much either. Completely honest. Um, I think Vince's was quite good and I thought shells was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those are the groups I would want to see more from. Um, yeah, I, I don't necessarily like I, I didn't dislike the other stories, but I do agree that those are the two that were the strongest. Yeah. They, they feel like they could carry a story like they at least feel like they could carry a whole episode. They could for sure. Um, I mean, that that group at the the diner with Shell's group, that could definitely be a whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, living inside Roman's group and trying to decide whether or not you follow Roman's law. <laughs> um, Roman's law. So who's going to kill Stephanie, right? Who's who's going to do that? I, I guess, I guess Roman, I guess Roman just does it afterwards. I meant for players. Like you're playing this game, like you choose to oh, kill okay. Stephanie. Uh, only 25% yeah, you have to go out of your way. Stephanie. Yeah, you'd have to go out of your way to want to enter. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess it makes sense. Maybe you do think like, no, look, this was a bad thing she did. And, you, you know, she just has to be dealt with. But I don't know. <laughs> I feel like they could have just not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, may, maybe this game might not be built for us. Like we can like it, but it's <laughs> it, it's not working for us because we're never going to be like, well, you got to kill Stephanie. yeah well i think part of it is just also because you don't get like a full context with these little stories so you don't you're not really given a very good reason to want to kill stephanie like even even beyond just what she did like maybe if they had more time for it maybe if there was like a whole episode like ben they build up like do you want to drop ben or save ben uh maybe if we had something like that gave us a little more reason to want to uh, make Stephanie into a dead person. But, uh, you know, we don't really get that. Yeah. So it makes the choices easier. Um, so at the very end, you've got this uh, 
woman named Tavia, I assume short for Octavia. Um, and she's on the radio with someone from what is described as the the settle ship, the the settle settlement up to the north. That's all they've said about it so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's revealed that the uh, chapter selection screen that that's just been like pictures of these people was actually set up in fiction by the the group of people, which is those five, um, for someone to find them. And someone does yeah. find them. Uh, Tavia finds them and invites them up to the settlement to the north. This this is interesting. I I do like this as a uh, as a device, but I wonder like. Obviously, they all posted at different points, but I'm guessing those notes were like, hey, I'm here. Uh, And then that's what got them all to find each other at this camp. Yeah. Um, So for me, the people at the camp were the five main people and then also Becca. Um, Same. Yeah, I, I bet that if you kill Stephanie, Becca's not there. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know how Shell would get there, though. Yeah, maybe Becca is just so used to this sort of violence that she just stays behind afterwards. Yeah. Also, this is a massive time jump uh, from 259. Day 259 is the latest thing. That's when uh, Shell either does or doesn't kill Stephanie. And then day 400 is... that's uh, It's over three months later, so... Oh, like the title. Yeah. Just like the title. Wow. So, at this point, based on certain choices that I'm not entirely sure, like, what they are, um, you're playing as Octavia, by the way. Um, Those people are either going to come with you or not. Uh, And this seems to be important and will feed into Season 2 in some way that I don't entirely know. But, uh... Yeah, who came, who came with you? I managed to get everyone. Okay, I managed to get everyone except Vince. Okay, that's still pretty good. Four out of five ain't bad. I don't know what... With a lot of these, I'm not sure what the deciding factor is, though. Um, I looked it up afterwards, and... Um, it Some of them just seem like you you just randomly made a choice and then that affects it it's just like in Wyatt's if you uh if you stay in the car mm-hmm. and leave Eddie then you will go then Wyatt will go with her because he's like oh maybe Eddie's there maybe mm. Eddie's at this settlement okay um for Vince, it's weird. I, I I would need to see exactly what happened, but well, we killed different Vince, guys. He, yeah, it go. It depends on what guy's ankle you shoot off. Why though? Uh, it's, it's so weird. I, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, it, in what way does that tie into his choice? Yeah. Well, the, so so Danny stayed uh, with Vince for a little while. It seems, um, mm-hmm. but then Danny died at some point in between day two and day 400 Danny for you. Yeah. Yeah. Danny for me. And, uh, Russell's talking about Danny. Like, no, it's good. That guy died. Did you, you know what he did? Right. 
Um, <laughs> and Vince is like, "No, nah, you don't. You don't understand." Uh, and you just don't. Get and it. Russell's like, "I feel like I get it." <laughs> <laughs> he said. He said. He said what he did. It's bad. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. So all these people are now uh, either going with you or not. Um, mm-hmm. For for me, it seemed like uh, Shell and Becca were automatic. It, like they were just in. Um, Wyatt was in for me. Um, yeah. Bonnie was in. And then Russell needed convincing. Uh, so I, I was given the impression that depending on what Tavia said to him in that moment... Uh, that could affect whether Russell went or not. Yeah, that that's exactly it. And Vince was a hard out. That that does seem weird to me. I kind of feel like if it were me, if everyone else is going, I would even if I didn't want to, I would still probably go. Because yeah, like, like now you're alone? the alternative. Yeah, now you're alone at this camp. Great. Yeah. Feel like a big man not going. So if you. Because 400 days is like an optional thing to buy. None of I I assume that if you don't get 400 days, none of these people appear in your season two. Is that how that works? Well, I don't want to spoil anything about how it works, but um, I don't know because I I did get it. Like I was so hopped up on the season one Walking Dead hype that I bought it right when it came out. I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh boy, more Walking Dead. Yes, please. <laughs> um, I, I like that younger version of Dustin. Bring him back. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so this settlement up north, this is definitely the tease for 400 days. You want to know more about the settlement to the north? Um, mm-hmm. I wish I could play more Walking Dead right now and find out what that's about. But we are not coming back to it for a little while, at least. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about that after we go through our uh, segments. Yeah. Golden moment, Dustin. My golden moment for this episode is actually not just one moment, but it was just seeing all of the little connections between all of the stories that I it just never occurred to me before. Like, every time uh, something came up in any of these episodes, I was like, that's the thing from the other one! That would... Oh! And, and yeah, I, I just thought it was really cool this time. Uh, but what's yours? Let's Tom Cruise out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wyatt is not amused by this. Yeah, scene. Wyatt hate, hated it. You you can choose. I definitely made sure to not pick this option, but you could have given like the the stereotypical shitty comedy movie response of, um, don't ever say something like that again. <laughs> yeah, that happened. That just happened. <laughs> God, if they gave that to you as a choice, I'd just be like, I think I have had my fill of The Walking Dead. Who's your weekly guy? You know what? I going into this, I did not have a weekly guy. Okay. I just wrote down. I just wrote down. Good question, but huh. um, because it, it really doesn't give you that much time to connect to any of these people. But you turned me around, and I got to give it to Eddie. Oh, that's interesting because I I didn't. Um, well, I I just think Eddie's funny. Yeah, he is funny. <laughs> yeah, and I I just feel I I don't dislike any of these characters, but I don't think there's really much there to make that many of them stand out over one another. Mm-hmm. But I guess there is, considering that wasn't your choice. So tell me who you picked. So Shell was my pick. 
Interesting. I feel like she's a good pick. Shell, I really like Shell. I liked the way that she uh, was presented with her sister. I think that's a good dynamic. Um, I Again, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen in season two, but if Shell was somehow a bigger part of it, I think that would be a cool thing. Um, mm-hmm. see, see more of that story. Uh, it feels very much like an inversion of Clementine's story. Um. Yeah. At least what we've seen would of Clementine's story so far. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I don't feel like I need to ask, but who's your unweekly guy? Yeah, it's probably Nate. Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's not he's not great. I would would you say he's like the worst person in The Walking Dead, or would you say there well, obviously he's not the worst. There's worse, but I don't know. He's, he just strikes me as like the big, the person I'm like, I really do not want to spend much time with you. I mean, the St. John's are pretty, pretty up there. Um, I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I think I want to say the St. John's are the worst people we've seen so far. I guess eating people is worse than just being a douche. I, I honestly can't even think of like competitors. <laughs> <laughs> well nate maybe i judged you too harshly yeah well uh my choice cut is um the 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 best choice in the episode i felt well okay hang on remind me what okay. was bonnie's choice um, if you were honest with, uh, Leland. Right. Okay. It, it should have been the lobster claws or the snake. It should have been that. That might actually be it. <laughs> that's mine. Yeah. That's what I put. Awesome. Down. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it, there's zero effect on the story, but it's a fun little question. So I, I think in retrospect, um, uh, the Vince choice of like who to shoot, like that is, that's the most impactful choice probably um but yeah i don't know i don't think i think a lot of the choices in this episode are they feel slanted in a a strange way and they they feel like we we talked about this already but it's it's just like choice porn at this point yeah it's making you feel bad and like i i don't think there's much clever about these in the way that they make you feel bad um Mm -hmm. i i don't necessarily think it's like the worst thing about it because these are like smaller stories and it's harder to get that sort of uh sure yeah thing out of them but i i do agree with you um as a dlc extra that probably costs something like five bucks yeah it was five bucks when it came out yeah which is interesting because the way telltale used to work was you could just buy the episodes individually for five dollars each so it's it's not like this is more or less than any other of the previous episodes. It's just a, an extra one. Yeah. Um, it, although, if you got the season pass for season one, you did not get this included. Yeah. But that's you true. still had to have it in order to play it. Yeah. That's weird. That is weird. Um, I would say this episode is clunkier. It's not as good as the actual season. But I do... Uh, commend it for the idea that I think is very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it justifies itself pretty well, I would say. Yeah, this definitely feels like the kind of thing that you release between big season waits. 
in order to sate yeah. people's curiosity and and just uh like okay well we we're still working on season two but you can have this and that's one of the things that makes a lot of sense at the time but when you come back to it years later like we're doing it uh suddenly that it just feels more awkward it feels like a hangnail oh, mm, okay <laughs> feels like a little extra thing that you don't really need yeah it, it just it just seems like at the time i bet it seemed like a very very cool like oh you have to bridge seasons one and two um but now it just yeah. feels like well why why really why not just get started on season two yeah because like at the time it was like oh awesome more walking dead uh that's cool i just get more walking dead to play but nowadays it's like you really don't even have to well i don't want to say you don't have to play it because it uh i don't want to spoil how it ties into season two but you know it it could have just been like you could have just had that be part of season, like part of the story of season two. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 I don't know, but it's still neat. I like, I like the way they do it with the uh, little mini stories, just seeing the lives of different people, even if it doesn't quite come together as well as other episodes in the season. I, I still had a good time with it. I still think it's good enough. Yeah, I, I would say that this is the episode of The Walking Dead that we've played so far that feels the most sort of like a... De- to the average quality of a Telltale game. Um, if yeah. not a little and, better and that's, still, I, but yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like a bad thing. I don't want to say like, oh, where did Telltale go wrong? Sure. After season one of The Walking Dead. Um, but, you know, it's a nice little uh, bonus thing. Five. I honestly think for any of these episodes, five bucks is a pretty good deal for what you get out of these episodes. So, um, yeah, it for something. Okay, we, I said this already, but for something that's described as bridging seasons one and two, this really doesn't feel like it does that at all. Not really, because there's really no connection to season one at all. Yeah, it's it's just totally outside of that story. Yeah. Well. Uh, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see how it ties into season two. So, uh, probably, unfortunately, <laughs> we aren't immediately doing season two. We are... Oh, man. Yeah, get ready for a few episodes of the podcast. Maybe just one. We did two episodes last time of more CSI. Oh, boy. Uh, we had to get to it sooner or later. Yeah, so the release schedule plan is to um it currently the plan is to do to play through all five episodes in the game and then do a show about that and uh, that might not pan out exactly we had to split it up uh into two episodes last time just because it was too long uh to it was too long for us to play like we, we we just wanted to get something out there because we were having a, a a heck of a time going through those episodes. We we had some issues. Yeah, here and there. I feel uh, those issues make... should be resolved in this game. CSI Hard Evidence. We're playing the Wii version. Yeah. Well, what do you mean we? Dustin's. What do you mean we're playing, playing the Wii this version. version? I'm gonna watch him. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's our that's our CSI tradition. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to be really weird jumping from Walking Dead and just sort of being wowed like this to uh, CSI. Maybe it'll be better. Maybe. Um, I just realized that we talked about 400 days for around the same length of time as we talked about Jurassic Park. Like this one episode that's probably like the the least important episode of season one of The Walking Dead. Yeah. And we talked about it at the same length of an entire season of a game. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park was hard to talk about. That was our most challenging podcast, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, well uh, get psyched for CSI. And if you aren't, which I don't blame you, um, just based on how the first CSI went, the one the game we're going to be playing after that is finally we're getting around to it season one of the wolf among us wow that sounds infinitely more exciting and after that dustin we're free are we well we're free to choose whatever the podcast we want is to over do. um oh so cool. like we've been trying to keep it like cover things roughly in a semi chronological order ish um but we wanted to like touch on the big beats of telltale like we got to do sam and max we got to do um the universal games we got to do walking dead we got to do them basically in an order Mm -hmm. um but we like after we hit the wolf among us i think we'll have finished the last like story beat that we need to tell in that order so then we're free to like hop around anywhere we want we can let's do walking dead season four (laughs) that okay so maybe we're not quite (laughs) free we we've got some prerequisites still free to a point yeah uh like we we're still doing the csi games in order we're still doing walking dead in order minecraft in order batman in order but uh yeah i mean after Wolf Among Us, who knows what we'll do? Maybe we'll have our Patreon supporters decide. <laughs> Get those donations ready. Yeah, that's fake. Uh, but <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.